ladies and gentlemen, Shauna Shauna and For your further listening pleasure, time to lay down some serious sound. Watch your bass beat, I'm telling you, telling you, telling you, telling you, telling you, telling you. Don't touch that dial. What's up? You're listening to Shauna and Lala. Check us out at shaunaandlala.com and make sure to follow us on all social media platforms at Shauna and Lala. We are back. I was on vacation. What a shit show JetBlue was. We will get into that later on. Uh, today on the show, we have my buddy Lawrence Gowan calling in from Styx. He uh, is performing, well, him and the band are uh, on tour and they are performing at Bethel Woods this weekend. That's so exciting. Yes, I'm so excited. I can't wait to catch up with him and uh, see them perform again. Uh, they put on an amazing, amazing show. How many, you've seen them before you said? Oh, I've seen them about three or four times. Oh my God, I've never seen them, that's awesome. Yeah, so always such a good show. My favorite part, and I'm gonna tell him this today, is that uh, when he's playing on stage, he has like his own little separate stage and it spins. Oh really? Yeah. It spins with him on there playing? Yeah. Oh my God, I would throw up. Nope, nope. <laughs> That, yeah, so I wonder if he, you know, gets dizzy or something. Yeah, that's talented. <laughs> yeah, I would be, like, yeah. falling over. I can't even go on those teacup rides, like, let alone play an instrument while I spin. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's musically talented. Yeah, yep. On the phone right now, we have my buddy Lawrence Gowan from Styx. He is going to be performing with the band this weekend at the famous Bethel Woods, which is pretty much in our backyard. Uh, you have been there many times before, and we've I've seen you so many times, but we've actually never met in person. It's so funny. But um, I can't wait to see you perform. My favorite part, and I've been like wanting to tell you this, is when you're performing like Mr. Roboto, or, and you're spinning on your... It's almost like a third stage you have, and you're just spinning playing your uh, piano. I just, I love it. That's a great way to describe it. I've never heard anyone describe it that way before. But yeah, the spinning, the spinning keyboard is, um, was, was <laughs> came into my live performance life back in 1990. So like 30, what's that, 33 years ago now. Um, and when I joined Sticks in 1999, I'm, I'm in my 25th year of using that same stand uh, with the band now. And it's pretty... Uh, it's it's become part of my whole uh, stage persona. You know, I don't I don't I can't picture myself doing a show without it because it's a great way to engage the audience, especially in a song like Mr. Roboto. Do you ever get dizzy? Like, cause I I was there, you know, right there at <laughs> at the stage and taking pictures, and I'm like, he's got to be dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I probably am a little dizzy, but but maybe that's just my natural state. I don't know. <laughs> Well, I cannot wait for your, uh, to see you guys perform again. Uh, so it has been a while since you've been back to Bethel. I mean, granted, you know, yeah. the world shut down for COVID. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what is it? I mean, things are obviously different prior to COVID and now. So um, I know you guys aren't doing a meet and greet this year, but uh, hopefully, you know, when things go back to somewhat normal, we could actually uh, meet in person. That would be great. That yeah. would be great. Yeah, it, it, it's it's amazing. The biggest difference I've seen since coming back is that people, you know, 
t- tend to have this more a deeper emotional connection than they ever had with with seeing live concerts. So, you know, once once you're deprived of something, it's amazing how uh, you know what, Joni Mitchell's line: "You don't know what you got till it's gone." That's that's really what. Uh, speaking of Woodstock, <laughs> um, that's really what um, what I think has has been ingrained in in the audiences indefinitely and us as musicians is we really we really absolutely embrace everything about this on a, on a deeper level and uh, you know and as far as the meet and greets go that's just a case of okay we still have to be a little careful because we got to think about the next show you know it's it's really down to that I think I think that will begin to dissipate as, as time goes on as well but um, yeah we will we will definitely meet. In person, one of these days, Shauna, but it's been great speaking with you all this time. Yeah, definitely. And I know COVID is on the rise. My uncle is actually in the hospital now with COVID. So, um, yeah, it's it's definitely on the rise again. And it's scary, you know. I mean, you're meeting people, you know, different people every day. You don't know, you know, where those people have been. And I totally get it. Yeah. You know, one of the great things about the summer concerts is they're outdoor. So the, the level of safety is, is exponentially higher when you're in outdoor, breathing outdoor air. It's um, it's the kind of thing. I, I think about it more when I'm on an elevator with about 10 other people. Yeah. <laughs> That's really the only time it comes into my mind. But that could be for anything, for the flu or anything. But, but I'm, I'm very, I'm sorry to hear about your uncle. And uh, it's yet, yet another reminder that we, you know, we can we can move forward and do everything we want to do, but we have to do with a, a little measure of, of, of extra caution. Absolutely. And I, I totally yeah. agree with that. So uh, what could our fans and listeners expect for Sunday's show? Well, the Sticks Extravaganza is is one where you'll, you'll never go to a Sticks concert without hearing, say, Renegade and Come Sail Away and Blue Collar Man and Grand Illusion and Too Much Time in My Hands. And, you know, there's a number of songs that are in every show. Um, our most recent album, went uh, Crash of the Crown, went to number one on the Billboard Rock album chart. And that was on the heels of, of the album Emission, which came out in 2017. So we do have this entree now where some of the newer material has earned its place to be, to be part of the set. And uh, it's amazing how... Now that we play to audiences that are all ages, you know, it's amazing how the younger faction of the audience, and I'll, I'll say that basically from 40 under, uh, they, they, they tend to be more open to embracing the, the new things and seeing that as part of the overall arc of, uh, of the band's existence. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess I would be part of the younger generation. <laughs> Um, I, I should hope so. <laughs> I, I, I definitely am. You know, it's so funny because I grew up listening to you guys, you know, when yeah. uh, when I was younger. So it's so funny to, you know, see you guys in concert and, you know, knowing that, you know, I listened to you guys growing up and, you know, seeing the different shows that you have and always hearing, you know, your number one hits. It's it's inevitable. It's amazing. And they never get old, you know. Yeah, that, there's a timelessness to to classic rock now that, that I, I think it's it's well within the uh, well within reason to say that that uh, I mean classic rock rock music was the great musical statement of the last half of the 20th century, and the proof of that is that we're well into this new millennium. Well, we're all, we're almost a quarter of a century into the new one, 
and th- that music is still around. Younger bands have come along and have expanded upon it even further. Uh, some of them do great work with that. But it really is a, it's a form of music and entertainment, particularly that um, that really ingrained itself to to, to earn its its longevity. And the the melodies and the lyrics of stick songs that reach back you know over fifty years and have still are still on people's minds and they're singing them at the top of their lungs at the end of every show. Oh, absolutely! That would be me. That's great. Do you see a difference between, because I know I do, from like 80s music till now, you know, music is not the same that it was. It's almost like it's um, computerized, I guess you could say, you know, it's it's well, so different. And I'm just personally, I, I get disappointed when I listen to the radio these days. And I'm like, you know, it's not even like real music. It's almost computerized. And it's, hmm. I don't know, it's just sad. Well, you know, uh, I hear lots of new stuff that I'm really enthralled with, but it's usually rock-based. So, for example, I listen to there's a band called Tame Impala or a band called Royal Blood, uh, you know, and I really like Muse and Keen and, you know, like bands that really are steeped in that kind of rock tradition and yet found a way to add another, another um, I'm trying not to say wrinkle because we've got enough of those, but another another layer to it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so um, I think there is really good stuff around. But the only thing is this. I, I really see you, you already touched on it. When when we when we embraced our computers and, and how much the Internet and, and, and digital technology has altered our lives and, and in both good ways and bad, like all new technologies, it has, it has a positive and a, a detrimental effect. Uh, in music, the newer music is, you know, it's it's tailor-made to be made on laptop computers and, and using all that digital technology, and I understand that. In order to make rock music that sounds legitimate of the, of the classic rock era, unfortunately, we have to emulate or at least, if, well, if we can't duplicate, we have to emulate the, um, the, the machinery that existed while the classic rock records are being made. So our, our two most recent records, for example, we made them completely analog where we recorded to tape and we used clunky old analog machines and pretended that the digital revolution hadn't even happened. You know, we put our cell phones away and that's how we made those records sound so authentic to the period was by basically transporting ourselves back to that time and using that technology. So, uh, that's that's definitely part of it. That's 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 a part of it. All, but and because that alters things like the songwriting structures, the interaction between musicians. It, you know, it's not just something that you can, you know, um, send around over the internet until it's finally finished. You really have to be in each other's faces to uh, to make a, at least you know rock music that sounds authentic to being a band. Um, so many changes come along in music. There's a lot of you know, stuff today that they will be listening to 50 years from now as well. Uh, but it's it's true what you're saying. The phenomenon that I've seen in my life is that so many people, you know, such as yourself, they, they hear this music as, as being concurrent with their own lives. They don't they don't see it as being antiquated or, or in, in some way uh, relegated to the past. They really embrace it in the present. Yeah, it's so true, you know, and... It's just, you know, like I was talking to my mom about it the other day and I said, you know, music is just, it's really not the same. And I think that's why, like, 
I'm so drawn to, you know, you guys and Foreigner and Def Leppard and, you know, all those rock bands because it's actual real music. Well, that's, I, I'm, I couldn't be happier than to hear you say that. <laughs> it, um, uh, the other great thing with, you know, our, our generation grew up with a very kind of ageist or whatever you want to call it, ageism built into our uh, into our uh, our belief system in a way. You know, we, we for for a time we thought anything that was of the previous generation was was irrelevant. And uh, younger people don't seem you you don't seem to have been mired by that. You you kind of hear the quality of what of what the, the, that music is, and you can see yourselves in the in the narrative of, of a lot of the lyrics of these songs. Exactly. Yeah, the music today you know, or that we listened to when I was growing up in the 90s, you know, um, my co-host's son, you know, will play something from the 90s, and he's like, this is like old-time school music, Mom, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, you have no idea. That's very funny. You know, he's like, this is like from the olden days, right, Mom? Like the 70s, yeah. and I'm like, you have no idea. Oh my gosh, Gio, no. Yeah. So, you know, it's so funny what the kids, you know, say these days. And um, it's it's so funny. I'm like, you're making me like you're making us sound like we're like 90, you know, so they they don't they don't know. It's just so funny. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's all it it all comes down to your perspective, doesn't it, Sean? It it absolutely does. So, well, thank you so much, Lawrence, for calling in today. Uh, I know yeah, you're on absolutely. tour and super busy. Yep. We're in Boston today, and, and we're looking forward to, to Bethel. I, I, I mean, God, what, what an absolutely uh, historic venue to get a chance to, to, to play. And, and, you know, although it's been a, just a few years since we played there, it, it feels like every time we play there, I can't wait till we get back. So we get we get to do that in a couple of days. Yeah. Do you ever get to walk around the grounds and go into the shops and I stuff? I always do. Oh, yeah. No, I always do. I, I always want us to get there early before they open the gates. And they, they have bicycles backstage there, which I love because I can get on a bike and ride around all the grounds and, you know, take my little Instagram story. <laughs> and that's great. Yeah. Awesome. I didn't know they had bikes. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's yeah. I love going up there. It's like the it's just a breath of fresh air and the air is so different and it's yeah. it's so historical. I absolutely love going up there. Yeah, you can't you can't miss it. I mean, really you can't miss it. So, I mean, what a show we're going to have too. We've got Austin, we got Don Felder, we got uh, Joe Bonamassa with us. So, it's like it's going to be a fantastic night. Yes. Really yeah, yeah, I I can't wait personally. Um, I'm really excited, and uh, I'll wave to you from the pit. We're taking pictures, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, perfect. Yes, I will wave to you from the pit, so you'll know. You'll see me. I'll give some some extra attention to the pit. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, first three songs uh, we are scheduled for. Yeah, that's right. Usually the first three. Okay. Great, Shauna. All right. We'll see you very soon. So now, getting back to my story about... JetBlue being a total shit show and Florida, the airport, complete shit show. I had a a crazy time. It was a lot of fun. It was very, very stressful. The plane ride to Florida was five hours delayed, I think. 
I, I don't remember the exact, but I felt so bad for you. Yes, it was absolutely horrible. Um, we were supposed to take off at 8.30 at night. We didn't end was up taking... Was it 7.30 at night you had to take off, maybe? No, it was 8.30. Oh, 8.30, okay. Yeah, it was like 8.20-something. Um, we were supposed to take off, and <clears throat> we didn't end up taking off till one forty something oh, in the morning. my God. So, we didn't get to Florida till about four-something, and then we had... Um, about a half hour, 45 minute ride to the hotel. Um, yeah, so we didn't get to bed till like six in the morning and then we had to go get the car for noon, but (laughs) the hotel was about like, you know, 40 minutes away from the airport. That's a nightmare. Yeah. So we were uh, running on like three hours of sleep. It was absolutely horrible. Um, and then leaving Florida, going back to, you know, coming back home, um, the rental car situation was just an absolute nightmare. There was no signs at all. We just drove in a circle for probably about 25 minutes. That's the usual for everything. It's like, where do we go? Round and round and round and round. I just, I, I couldn't believe it. Um, you know, we stopped and asked like four different people. And, you know, finally, somebody from the airport was like, you just got to, he's like, you just got to follow the sign. And I'm like, there is no sign. (laughs) But uh, that was at, like, when, at the entrance of the airport. Yeah. So, I learned my lesson. You don't go to the address of the rental car. You go to the front of the airport. And then you follow. And then you follow (laughs) the non-existent signs that people say exist. I've seen I've seen rental car. Usually it'll have like it'll say Avis or whatever budget on the signs and then but it is it, it's it's difficult to find even to find sometimes our um where we have to drop our luggage off or have someone drop us off. Like we've driven around in circles a few times and get it right, you know, by maybe the third, fourth time. But yeah, I I hate I always say this, I hate travel days. They're always super stressful. Even when things go as planned and there's no delays it's always stressful. I cannot... My anxiety is through the roof every travel day. <laughs> I, I don't know how you guys do it all the time. And with kids. And with kids, and yeah. And with all the luggage that comes along with kids. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's I saw, hard. you know, there was, there was a girl there, and <clears throat> she was by herself with a baby. And, you know, my mom asked her if she wanted help. I asked her if she wanted help. And she's like, no, I got it. Mm-hmm. And it was just... I felt so bad for her because she was alone and she had the car seat, she had the stroller, she had her bag, the baby's bag, the diaper bag. Yep. (laughs) You know, and TSA security was like, let's go, let's go, you know, and she was just juggling it all. And, um, you know, me, I, I got chose the, uh, the lucky one to, uh, be checked for explosives. (laughs) patted down (laughs) both going there and coming home that's rare yeah they (laughs) your name is probably on a list (laughs) it's gotta be they're like we need to check you and i was like oh for uh for drugs and the lady goes explosives and i'm like what like i thought she was joking (laughs) yeah and i said oh maybe it's the salt from my mcdonald's fries and she's like 
she just looked at me and shook her head. She's oh, like, oh, okay. no. This is something about Shauna. Like, most, 90% of the general population would not say that as a, to the TSA agent. Like, <laughs> oh, you're checking me for drugs? <laughs> well, maybe it's the, the salt lighting up on my fingers, you know. Usually, you just shut your mouth. You, you let them do what they got to do. And then... Not me. No. Shauna asks a million questions. Shauna sometimes makes herself look suspicious or just makes herself look like a, a dumb blonde. Like, duh. <laughs> You know, they, oh, I did. It, it could work both ways where they're like, okay, this girl's innocent. Like, she's not, no one in their right mind would ask us these questions. <laughs> well, then they, you know how they do it. They just pat your, yeah. they rub something on your hands and then they put it into a machine. And I'm like, what is that gonna, like, at least have me go through an x ray machine? Um, which they also did. They do that, but the stuff that it's okay. So let's say that you put, explosives in your suitcase underneath that they can't really see right yeah um or around the airport maybe you're doing something in the airport it would be on your clothing on your hands like the de- like the the powder um oh what, okay. what's it called yeah so like the debris from it like the and that you can't see physically even if you wash your hands sometimes it doesn't come off so they're gonna pat your hands with it wherever else it almost looked like a band-aid yeah, scraper thing. It's, it's almost like tape. I don't know how to explain it. But yeah, so then it, the machine will say, pick up if the, you were around anything. Now, when we went to Hawaii, um, we were flying in island. So we were going from one island to another island. But we still had to go through like this rigorous TSA stuff. And we put when we put the stroller through and our shoes through TSA, they lit, it lit up. I, they had some special machine and she had to take this whatever that is and wipe down the whole stroller and the bottom of Mike's shoes and I'm like what's going on she's like oh it's lighting up for explosives and I'm like what you know I was just shocked she goes don't worry it's common here um it explosives are in fertilizer and she goes we have a lot of golfers and the golf courses are full of fertilizer to keep the grass so nice so she's like when we have golfers come through they light up like Christmas trees and I'm like, you know, I didn't know that. I don't know if they have a special machine, but something lit up. And she said, your stroller, were you walking on? I'm like, yeah, we were going through grass. We were going through, you know, this and that. And she's like, yeah. And she's like, and sunscreen. Sunscreen can cause it to say it's an explosive. So it was, I learned something new there. Um, they were very nice, though. I said, you guys are so nice. I'm like, if this was JFK, you'd be screaming at us and like, ah! and she laughed because it's we're on we're on island time you know we're we're chill down here i was like yes definitely <laughs> that's the other thing they took our sunscreen away yeah i, I would have told you that i told you guys i know i no one listens <laughs> you know i i wanted to just check the bags and get it over with and you know my mom didn't want to do that the first time around and um you know i get it you never know what's what people have so yeah. I wasn't mad, but I I was like, you know, joking around like discrimination, you know, but yeah. <laughs> I get it. You never know, you know, what people will do to no. other people. Nope. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm glad that they, you know, searched me and, you know, they're, they're keeping an eye on things. Yes. You, you want, you'd rather <clears throat> be safe. I just wish they were just a little bit nicer about it and... <laughs> Because they're just very unfriendly. And I know it's probably very hard for them all day to be yelling at people or being asked the same questions or repeating the same things. Like, put your laptops in this and take this and this. But, yeah, it's it's stressful. I, I hate travel days. So I give it to you because that being that long and trapped in an airport, 
I would be going bonkers and all that. It was uh, very testing. I will say that. Um, it was very, very stressful at some points. Um, the waiting around was like the worst part for me. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I get like very antsy and I just wanted to get there. You know, like I just kept thinking we should be on the plane right now. We should be landing. Like, yeah. And then, you know, the plane ride down was not that bad. A little shaky, but it wasn't bad. The plane ride home was the second worst plane ride I've ever had in my life. Jeez. Um, we thought the plane was going down because, you know, the turbulence was so bad when we were landing that the plane just dropped and everybody was screaming. Oh, my God. And it did that. It did that once. So, on my... The first time this happened to me, we were going to St. Thomas, mm-hmm. and the plane just kept dropping, and I always, I, I never remembered about that, you know? So, now I'm thinking, like, it's a little bit more common yeah. that it happens, but I, it was, it was bad. It's I think scary. I'm going to take, like, medicine or something next time. Yeah, it's scary. Because usually I could fall asleep on the plane, and I just, I couldn't. Yeah. Huh, traveling. <laughs> the the middle part's good, the getting there is not, or getting home. Yeah, that was, like, absolutely terrible. But I will say that during my adventure in Florida, uh, we did drive pretty much most of the coast. We went from Miami to Palm Coast, uh, and then to St. Augustine to see my aunt. And while we were in St. Augustine, which is beautiful the the area is just gorgeous yeah um i didn't get to the beach but i did go see the dalai lama which is an ice cream place oh my gosh so good it looked good it looked so super cute too like how they did everything it was it was so cute they i wrote a blog about it uh it's on our website and i posted pictures but they make it's basically a waffle ice cream place Mm -hmm. and they have different types of waffles and different um toppings and different ice creams and if you don't want something on the menu like you could create your own it, it was just so good and the waffles they make fresh right there Ooh, like even better how you want it and everything oh yeah. my god it was so good so it was just it was amazing i love and the name too that's so it's cute. Su- <laughs> such a cute name <laughs> And um, so I did look up, and they have one in New York City. They do? Yes. So when next time we're in New York City, we'll have to go there. Um, it was just, it was delicious. I got the uh, snow shake, I think it was called. Mm-hmm. Snowstorm shake, something like that. And it was just, it, oh my God, it was Oreo heaven for me. It, those pictures are great. Like they're, and I love, I love places that it's like an experience, and the food is so good that you... Or so cute, too, that you take a picture and it just looks like something out of a magazine. Because that's what it looked like when you took that picture. That's what it... I felt like I was, like... Yeah. The, granted, the place was brand new. It had just opened up, like, that week. And, actually, they didn't even have their grand opening. Wow. Their grand opening was, like, that Saturday. Yeah. And uh, so we got to go in a little bit before and meet the owner, Stacy, And it was just... She was so nice. It was so much fun. The food was amazing. I can't wait to go back. Well, you know me. I go to St. Augustine for the Spartan races every year. Yes. So now I'm going to... Oh, is it over there, right? St. It Augustine? is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have to take Gio and the kids, and uh, I'm excited. Yes. And we went to Collage, that little restaurant you were telling me about. Oh, yeah. In St. Augustine. Oh, my gosh. It was delicious. 
Yes. And the <laughs> sign on on the the front of the door you saw cracked it. me up. You yes. Saw it. Okay. <laughs> so for everyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, it's a sign that says children are welcome, but if they do cry, you will be kicked out. Yeah. Yeah. And I told Shauna before she went there that I went, we were hungry one night and nothing was open. We didn't know you had to make reservations. So we walked past that place. It smelled amazing. And people were coming out, saw me looking at the menu. And they're like, oh my God, you got to come. This place is awesome. I'm like, oh, great. We ran in. They said, we have no openings, of course. But they got me a reservation for like the next day. And we had at the time, Jolina was what, five months old, six months old. She was a baby. And um, when we went there, we walked to the door and I see the sign on the door that I didn't see the night before. And I had a heart attack. I'm like, how am I going to keep an, an infant from crying? Like, Jolina was not a good baby, you know, and I'm having a panic attack. And Mike's like, calm down. It's OK. You know, we'll figure it out. I go in there. I see everyone look. Oh, there's a baby in this nice establishment. Like, oh, my God, you know, so I could not relax. But I, the funny thing was that every time she made a like a grunt, if she was like, eh. I grabbed her like a maniac and ran out the restaurant. I did this like 10, 20 times and I would sit outside the door and, and like breastfeed her, calm her down, even though she wasn't going crazy. And I come back in and finally the waitress at like maybe the ninth time was like, you don't have to do that. It's okay. We're not going to kick you out. I'm like, but, but the sign, she's like, you're okay. <laughs> it is. So funny. They are very, they were so sweet there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say that there was no kids like yep. at all. It was just adults. Um, but it's so funny because that they, you couldn't make reservations. So it must have, you must have gone in like maybe later on because we went right at like five. Yeah, we usually go later because we have, you don't eat lunch when you're on vacation. We usually have lunch. So then we have dinner at like, you know, six or not seven, like seven o'clock at night. So it yeah, was, it was busy. So they do not open their doors until f- exactly five o'clock on the dot. So we were like waiting outside. I'm like, all right, it's 445. You know, they're probably setting up. We'll just wait outside. So then we went to that lilac store or something. Oh, lavender store? Lavender store. Mm-hmm. And um, we were walking around there. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we're waiting for collage to open up. And the lady goes, oh, yeah, they don't open up till 5 o'clock on the dot. She's like, so, you know, you <laughs> could, she's like, you could spend some time in here. So we did. And then um, they opened up at like 5.02. And two people came up, two women, and they said, we don't have reservations. Can you fit us in? And the lady was like, she looked at the thing and she's like, yeah, we could fit you in. And I'm like, that's weird. I'm like, I thought it would have been like completely booked. This was during the week? This was maybe, I forget. It's probably why. Because now that I'm thinking we were on the weekend. We we only went like a, uh, a Friday, okay. Saturday, Sunday. So that's probably why it was so packed. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, so it really wasn't that packed. By the time we left, it was getting fuller. Um, but the food was so good. I got the steak, of course. And, um, it was good, right? It was really, really good. Um, I don't remember what my, what my mom got, but, um, I, yeah, the we food there is amazing. It. Really good. Um, just that we would love, we, I always say, let's go back just for the food because the food there was just out of this world. Yeah. Really good. <laughs> my aunt who went with us, um, you know, stupid may ask stupid questions. So I said, <laughs> I almost drank all my soda and I'm like, excuse me. I'm like, 
I'm like, this is a really fancy restaurant. I said, do we get free refills? And the girl goes, yes. <laughs> so my aunt was rolling. She's like, I am never taking you out to dinner ever again. She's like, you don't ask about free refills. And I was like, well, why not? I said, in New York, you get free refills. Or I said, you know, sometimes you do. And she's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Mike would say the same thing. He gets embarrassed at that stuff. He, he says it makes us look like, not, I guess, poor in a way. I don't know the word he uses, but it just. She said I look or cheap. cheap. Yeah, cheap, not poor. We look cheap. You know, or as Gio, my son, loves to look at prices on the menu and go, wow, $50 for a steak? That's expensive. Like, really loud. Or when we get the bill. I think in collage, my son picked the bill up and was like, wow, $220 or, you know, whatever it was. Oh, my God, Dad. And that is, like, Mike's pet peeve. Like, don't do not do that in the restaurant. It makes you look cheap. <laughs> well, that's what my aunt said. She was like, could you be any more cheap? Yeah. She's like, you wanted to come here and you're worried about free refills? And I said... <laughs> Well, I said, if I know that it's not a free refill, I won't drink my whole soda. Yeah. And yeah. she's like, could you just worry about the food? <laughs> she's like, I am never taking you out ever yeah, again. <laughs> but it was it was really funny. And then on our way back from visiting my aunt, we went to Miami, uh, northern Miami. Uh, we stayed at a place, uh, a little town called Bell Harbor. It was absolutely beautiful. It was breathtaking. The hotel we stayed at was called the Sea View Hotel. And uh, we get there and, you know, we're just, we're exhausted from the week. And we get there, we get our room. Well, it's like 90 degrees in our room. We couldn't figure out how to turn the air conditioning on. So I call and I'm like, hi, I said, you know, this is whatever room. I said, "Uh, we can't figure out how to turn the air on. I said, it's not working. So she says, well, what is it doing? I said, it's blinking. I said, can you just come up and look at it? So she says, okay, one moment. She comes back and she says, uh, she calls back and she says, we're going to upgrade your room to um, one with a balcony. Is that okay? I said, yeah, that's fine. And I'm thinking to myself, just for air conditioning? Like, it was yeah. probably just a button. Yeah. But I didn't say anything. The balcony, I mean, even though we didn't have a view of the ocean or the beach, the balcony was just so relaxing. Yeah. It was just beautiful. It, like, overlooked Miami, the town, and it was just absolutely gorgeous. So relaxing. Everybody was super friendly there. Food, of course, was expensive. Yeah. But it was really, really good. And we went to the Palm. I was craving steak, of course, again. And um, a family friend of ours was like, you know, if you really want steak, this is where you should... We, yeah. We could go. Well, I didn't think I was dressed up enough. So, you know, because remember when we were leaving, my mom kept saying, we're not going out anywhere yeah. nice. And I'm like, so I looked at her and I was like, I doubt they're going to allow flip-flops. And, but they did, they did. And, uh, you know, I was dressed in like a nice shirt and shorts, but I wish I was dressed up more. more. Yeah. But all in all, we had a really nice time. Good, I'm It glad. was nice to get away. It was a long time coming for you to go on vacation, so I'm glad you had a good time. Yes, it was. We are actually talking about, you know, going some other places. Um, we just want to make sure that there's no more plane delays. <laughs> you can't ever know that. No. Like that? You can't ever know that. That's what you said, yeah. So, and, you know, even, like I said to my mom, even if it is delayed, because JetBlue kept saying, all right, your plane's delayed 
you know, till 10 o'clock, but then it would change back to like 8.50, 9 o'clock. So it kept going back and forth. So we, we didn't know, yeah. you know, maybe it would go back to being on schedule. Yeah. So that's why we went at the time we were going to go out at, at six o'clock yeah. or five thirty, six o'clock. And, um, we just sat there and waited and, you know, it really wasn't that bad, but yeah, the usual, what we do is we, before if we're set to leave the house at five in the morning, we wake, when we wake up at three, we check, Hey, is everything on time? Is every, you know, whatever time we wake up, is everything on time? Then an hour before you're going to leave. And then when you leave, you should check too. Is everything on time? And then if it's not, we usually stay home and we we wait there. We calculate in our head, okay, so we need to get there at this time instead. Just so that we have, you know, we, we're we not sitting in the airport that long, especially with kids. But yeah. Yeah, that's, what, that's the only thing you can do next time. Check, make sure before you leave that it's on time. Well, you know how my mom is. She's a, she's a worry wart. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's better to be there you know early and get and just you could just sit and chill but which is that's yeah you were there way you were there for a long time so i was exhausted i was so tired um i just i couldn't wait to get in bed and thankfully the bed that we slept in the first night was very comfortable so i even though i only got two and a half hours of sleep yeah (laughs) that's good then well, when Shauna got back, um, we had a l- bunch of donations to bring to the hospital. We, you know, we tell you guys all the time that we donate to a program in the hospital that helps children and nurses, but mainly the children that are in, stuck in the hospital, in the emergency room, um, and it brightens their day, their week, whatever. You know, when Gio was in the hospital, this is how I learned about it. My son was in the hospital, and it was his birthday, but even if it wasn't his birthday, they brought him up a blanket, a handmade blanket, some toys, coloring books, and he was so excited. It took his mind off of being scared to be in the hospital. Yeah. And I was like, wow, what is this program? You know, and they told me, like, I think the blanket was Project Linus, where people donate handmade blankets to children. So, you know, the hospital blankets are scratchy and, and horrible, so they make these really soft fleece ones with cute patterns on it. Um, and then the toy part is, she, she said, it's donations. So me and Shona, that's our goal every year is to get a bunch of donations for the children and the nurses. Yes. And we donate them. So this year, or this time, we um, had, what was it, LG gave us... So LG donated really nice tote bags. They had Magic 8-Ball toys in there, um, which was really cool. I remember them from when, like, when we were little. Yeah, like, does Johnny like me? And you shake it, yes, yes. or no. And no. <laughs> yeah. I, I probably have mine somewhere. <laughs> probably. What else did they donate? They donated a card game. Card game. Marbles. And marbles. I think, I don't know if there's something else. But just like little trinkets for kids to have fun with and, you know, keep them busy. And yeah. their mind occupied. Such a cute idea. And the hospital loved it. Yes. Like, right when we dropped them off, she emailed me. Really? And, yeah, she's like, I already distributed everything. Oh, my gosh. She's like, to the to the kids and to, like, the different departments yeah. in the pediatric unit. So, I was like, oh, wow. She's like, you know, it, it already came in handy. So, awesome. So yeah. good. So, uh, thank you to LG for donating everything. We are so appreciative yes and garnet health is super appreciative yeah too. and it, it definitely brightened those kids days you know and I, I it's very important to keep them a little bit occupied and distracted from what's going on in the hospital or what's going on with them and yeah 
um kiss also donated a bunch they did of stuff. yeah they donated um like these press-on pedicure toenail things mm-hmm. um which is i thought was a really cool idea yeah for the older kids yep you know or like even maybe nurses that you know are have to work double shift and maybe only have like an hour to hang out they could just do yeah, their toes or something pedicures and yeah so the uh the hospital thought that was a really unique cool thing mm-hmm. because you know when you're a teenager and you're stuck in that hospital stuck in bed staring at your nasty feet <laughs> yeah you're bored so yep. I, I it was they were really all the patterns on them were so cute that like i'm like oh i want these but i remember when i was in the hospital for like a month my toes were horrendous that my husband actually was like i'm gonna call some people and see if we can maybe get someone to come up and do a pedicure for you in in bed you know and we called a few places and they did offer it but it was like kind of expensive you know to have a nail salon come up there so really yeah he actually called around because i was just kind of depressed and my feet were just gross looking um but this would have been a great idea like when you can't get out of bed you're bedridden and your feet are just there like having a loved one or even yourself put these press-ons it could brighten your day a little bit you could feel a little bit more human and that was great of kiss to donate that and i think it's going to come in handy also in the hospital oh she already said it did oh good, good. yeah <laughs> she already said that she handed everything out that's so, amazing yeah it, it already everything is already donated you know handed out good and uh the cool thing is is that you know whatever we donate the the kids get to keep yeah so that's a really good thing that you know you don't have to give it back or anything um and they're probably worried about germs too so yeah exactly um but we love donating to them and uh thank you garnet health for letting us donate to you guys because uh yeah you know it, it really does come in handy we've both been in the hospital geo's been in the hospital so we know mm-hmm. we know firsthand what what goes on Speaking of hospitals, did you hear about that woman who just died from drinking too much water? I did, yeah. Oh my you know, God. and I thought about you and your sister right when I saw it. Not because you drink a lot of water, but but you do. Yeah. And you're always saying to, like, Gio, you got to drink water. And to me, you got to drink water. And then your sister shows up with, like, this huge bottle of mm-hmm. water. And I'm like, how did she get a bottle, like, that big? Yeah. I mean, like, this is, you know, I was talking in my my husband about this and all that but it's i believe in drinking water is really good for you but you know me like you see me i drink a bottle an hour maybe but i don't do it all day it'll be like you know a bottle in one hour and then i wait another hour but this lady drank four bottles of water in 20 minutes like that's insane and not healthy at all you know too much of a good thing you've ever heard of that that's the same thing with this and my husband didn't want to believe it he's like i don't believe it water is really good for you i said yes it is good for you but if you're drinking that's however many ounces in f- i think she said what'd she say 64 ounces 64 ounces yeah in 20 minutes in 20 that's a minutes lot. your body cannot handle that you're drowning your body you're wiping out the nutrients and mineral i'm not nutrient the minerals that your body needs to function like your heart needs certain minerals your brain needs certain minerals and if you're just like you know what i mean like you're drowning yourself so she said she did it because she felt dehydrated and had a headache yeah so she like in those cases like i say again to my husband and to people if you're dehydrated if you're sick if you're vomiting if you have diarrhea if you're losing lots of fluids and you feel that way the best thing to do after having a bottle of water 
is getting a Pedialyte, a Gatorade, um, Powerade. I don't believe in Powerade or Gatorade because of the dyes in it. But if that's what you have on hand, drink it. Um, they, there is a product out there called Kinderlite that I recommend 100% to people because it has no fake dyes, no fake sugars in it. And it's, it's better for you. That's what I have. Yes. So, but that's, yeah, reach for that. Reach for stuff with electrolytes in it, like an electrolyte water. Um, and then at least you're giving your body what it needs and replenishing that stuff. So yeah, she was wrong with doing that. But yeah, it is important to drink water. You still should do it, but not that many. Maybe one an hour. Oh, definitely one an hour is fine. You know, not all day long, but the first few hours of the day. How much does your sister drink? I would love to know. A, a gallon a day, which they tell you to do. They say that's, but you spread it out over 12 hours usually, you know. So it's not that much when you think about it. Um, a bottle of water, I think, is a cup and a half. I don't, I think it's more than a cup. So. I think a bottle of water, like a, a bottle of Poland Spring, I think is 16 ounces. Yeah, 16.9 or something ounces. So how many ounces are in a cup? I don't know. 12? 12, yeah. So, you know, you're getting a little bit more than a cup. But yeah, you know, you got to be careful. Like kids should still drink water. Um, these kids are just so unhealthy nowadays. Like I see parents just get, instead of water, they're giving them fruit punch and sodas. And we've talked about this before, like that kid at my child's soccer game. The parents, the kid is like so hot from running around, heavy, heavy kid. And the parents hand him a Mountain Dew. They're like the worst soda out there, you know? Like, I just don't, I don't understand it. And we have this, me and Shauna have this conversation all the time, looking at children, not like looking at them, but like just seeing that, oh my God, that child is, their parents are setting them up for failure, basically, when they get older. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't understand it. You would... You would want the best for your child. You would. Think you should. So. You you think so? You know, especially you know the ones that grew up overweight, mm-hmm. and now their child is overweight. Yes. Well, what do you? How did you feel when you were overweight? Yeah. You know, people talk about like, oh, I was bullied, and I was, you know, made unhealthy fun of, and, and and unhealthy, and you know, my mom just fed me, and you know, I, we see it on TV all the time, but yet your child is sit sitting there overweight as well Mm -hmm. and you're boohooing about that it's on doctor now all the time i know i know or the parents don't want to see an issue with it you know they oh it's the genetics yes genetics play a part in something but like if i am my genes tell me that i'm gonna get um a certain digestive disease i'm gonna watch what i eat you know what i mean like you can't just blame everything on genetics and then do what the heck you want anyway you know what i mean like exactly that and that's what parents do it's just I have so many friends that I watch what they feed their kids. And I'm like, do you see that your child is overweight? Do you see how big they are? And do you know that you're actually taking years off their lives? Like, does that matter to you? It's easier for you to say, oh, yeah, have all those cookies and have all those sugary drinks and don't exercise. That's easier for them because the kid's going to complain if they say no. But in the long run, you're killing your kid. You're setting your child up for failure, and I will never understand this. You know, I just don't, I don't want to hear it. There's no excuse. No matter what a parent tells me, there's, there should be no excuse. And I've said it before, and then people say I'm harsh. I feel that it is a form of, I, I, just, Sean is I, laughing right now. I do, because you always say this. I and know. People get mad at me. People get really mad at you. I find it's a form of child abuse, not... That you want your child to die, but a child, and I always say, maybe it shouldn't be an abuse, but child neglect. (laughs) Maybe, like, you, 
I don't know. I, I that's I, just how I see it. Because you're not neglecting them, but you're giving them. You're setting them up to have health issues, like. Yeah, but you're also saying like, like me when I was younger. You know, I I'm still obsessed with Oreos. <laughs> but my mom wouldn't give me a whole thing of Oreos, but yeah. she'd give me like three for a snack. Yes. At school. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's balance. Your kid doesn't have to be starved of like every sugar in the world, but there's balance. <laughs> yeah, you don't give your child chips and cookies and soda, this and, sugar and that, and, and then say, uh, "Well, you know, oh, your child doesn't want to eat lunch now," and then wonder why yeah. or dinner. Oh, my kid doesn't like to eat healthy foods. Well, why is that? Because you gave them bad foods. No one in their right mind is gonna like like a dog. You start giving a dog steaks from a puppy, like raw meat. And then you hand them a bowl of dry kibble. They're going to be like, uh, no, I want that stuff. You know, like even animals are like that. So it's it's how you, you, you start from the beginning. I say that all the time. And I'm sorry. Like I know child abuse is very, that's very like harsh of me to say. And I hope people understand what I mean by that. It's just that you know something's going to hurt your child basically. And you're allowing it to happen. You know this is going to cut your child's life short. And you're allowing it to happen. You know you're setting your child up for diabetes or heart failure. Um, being made fun of. And you're allowing it to happen. I don't know the word for that. It's Maybe abuse is the wrong word. But it's something that's not right. And it's not good parenting. And I will judge. I do judge. And I think that we should judge in those cases. Because why should I look the other way when I see a child that's it's detrimental to their health and the parents are not caring no i i totally get it and you know my thing is also maybe they don't know you know maybe they don't know that a bag of chips and a bag of cookies in a day isn't bad i, <laughs> I mean or is bad i feel but like how do you not know? know in today's age it's everywhere it's on the tv it's on instagram like tiktoks like all it talks about is healthy foods versus bad foods and what all the crap that our, our government allows in our foods, number one, you know. But wouldn't a doctor say, like a pediatrician, I mean, maybe not all pediatricians care or take the time out anymore, mm-hmm. but wouldn't a doctor say, you know, what's, what's the, what is the child's diet? Like if, it, if Gio walked into his pediatrician mm-hmm. and was, you overweight. know, overweight, <laughs> 200 pounds, wouldn't they say like, what does he eat? Yeah, I would hope so. If they didn't, then I'd be like, you know what, this is not a good pediatrician. It's, you know, I think, I I don't know because I look at my son and my son is very fit. My son eats healthy. He does have junk food here and there. He's a normal child. He rarely has junk food. Rarely. I don't buy it. It's, if it's not in the house, he doesn't ask, you know, it's not there for him to eat. If he wants a snack, it's cucumbers, it's peppers, it's, um, carrots, it's celery. Um, I do buy him Chips Ahoy. He gets, I buy it once a month. If he finishes it, you know, he can only have a few a night, but like once it's done, it's done and then, you know, he has to wait. Um, but other than that, we don't have junk in the house. Even the cereals are good. He drinks water. We don't, he doesn't drink juices or anything like that. And that, you know, people rave about how he eats, but it's because we set him up like that. We didn't allow him to eat bad. So if he went to a doctor and he was overweight, yeah, I would hope the doctor would step in and say, some, you know, this is a problem. You need to change his diet. You need to get him more active, um. I don't know. We, me and my husband talk about this all the time when we watch kids at sporting events and we see how big they are and we see how big their parents are and we're like, wouldn't they want better for their child? But no, because they're eating bad, so it's in the house and then the kid picks up those habits, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
I, I don't know. It's just like on Doctor Now. Yeah. They're in delusional a lot of times. They don't realize what they're doing or they just want to make their kid happy or they want their kid to leave them alone. It's easier to say, oh, here you go, than have a kid throwing a tantrum because he can't have another sleeve of cookies. You know, it's easier for the parent to be like, okay, leave me alone here. Take it and go in the other room. But that's not parenting. That's bad parenting. And you can do that occasionally when you're super stressed, but these parents seem to do it every day. Every single day, I've witnessed it with my own eyes. It's like, oh, yeah, just take it and go. Eat it, go. You know, and no, I'm sorry. That's not good. We are, I think we're like one of the unhealthiest countries. Um, be, overweight children, like there's obese children everywhere. Yeah, and, I, you know, I I do blame the government and I do blame the FDA. Mm-hmm. And because they put preservatives in our foods. They put a lot of crap in our foods. And, you know, that's why... A lot of us, me and you, both have stomach issues. Mm-hmm. My doctor has already said it's because of the additives and the chemicals, the dyes, the fake sugar, yeah. the carcinogens. Um, it's full of it. So, again, that is everywhere. Everyone talks about it now. It's not like the old days where you didn't know this stuff. It's everywhere. And parents are, are seeing this and going, basically going, eh, I don't care. It's everywhere. That's what I always hear from parents. Uh, you can't fight it everywhere. Yeah, you can You can fight it in the food that they're eating every day. We might not be able to fight it here or there, but the food that you are physically going to a grocery store and putting into your child's body, you can control that. You can control that 100%. So I don't, it's just excuses, and I'm tired of it. And I, I, people get so mad at me for this, but I will judge you for how you feed your child and what you feed your child, and it's, it's, not, it's not good. Your child looks heavy? You know, they have to know their child looks heavy, right? Fix One would it. think. You would think, oh, my child is very overweight. Let me help them. Let me get them into an activity. Let me cut their diet and take out sugars. That's what I would do as a parent, you know. Gio, he, we make sure he exercises. Like, he plays sports. He does Spartan races. He eats very well. And he's a he's a happy kid. He's not, He doesn't think we're torturing him. He enjoys eating good foods, you know. Well, he likes a good steak. Oh, God. He's a very expensive eater. That's the bad part. (laughs) You know, he wants his lobster and he wants his steak and he wants... His lamb chops. His lamb chops. (laughs) But I will will gladly pay the price of that, that knowing that my child is eating, you know, a healthier diet and looks healthy and fit. He has a freaking four-pack. I have to show you the pictures. He's nine years old with a four-pack. And we don't force him to exercise. He's just outside active. Like, that is a healthy child's body. Doesn't have to have a four-pack, but he's healthy looking. Well, he's also training for his Spartan race. Yes, and training, yep. In two weeks, so. So excited. I, I'm I'm excited for him. I can't wait to see the pictures, and I hope you take video. I will. Oh, definitely. You know me. And that's our show for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you to LG and KISS for donating to our hospital donations and thank you to garnet health for partnering with us you're listening to shauna and lala check us out at shauna and and follow us on all social media platforms at shauna and lala we will see you next week